0: Welcome, guys, to episode one of the NHL eSports podcast presented by the Hockey News. I am Rahill alongside my co-host. My name is Safir. It's been awesome. Just so you guys know, too, I am Chocolate Thunder. You, <laughs> some people know me by Chocolate Thunder. Some people know you by... Safir Snipes Gold. Listen, we, we got these weird names sometimes, <laughs> so it happens like that. But we just finished... Um, they, well, GWC just happened, so we're going to be discussing that. I mean, dude, it was an unbelievable experience. Like, for me as a first-timer... Like, it was incredible. Like, what were your thoughts on it?
1: absolutely amazing event first of all you know with with the covid pandemic over yeah. the last couple of years we unfortunately could not have gwc in person yeah so you know i think that that's the biggest thing for me just to have the gwc land back in person <laughs> lots of people from the community showed up yeah so we had a terrific crowd you know the, the entire energy was was up it was uplifting it was incredible mm-hmm. oh, the games were so competitive they were intense it was like i was watching a, a real life hockey game that's exactly. how awesome it was yeah. yeah and even for me as
0: like a first timer like I've watched some of the, you know, you watch the Twitch streams and stuff, and they're entertaining, but, like, you're so easily distracted at home. Like, I'm watching it, mm-hmm. then my girlfriend's like, hey, like, you know, can we go for a walk? And then I'm not watching it anymore. But being in person, you guys, you guys have no... I, I cannot describe how fun it was. It was arguably as fun as a hockey game. Like, we talk about, like, you know, Reg's winning it all, obviously, but when Reg was down to Gren and he forced that 3-0 comeback and tied it at 3, that crowd was electric. Like, it, and then you have the announcers, like... in your ears too because the announcers are talking on the Twitch stream but in the crowd you can hear them as well so it gives that like extra atmosphere and that intense like bro like we were I was it was like a Habs game for me I was losing my mind
1: oh absolutely bro like when No Sleeves made the call with the regs tying the game and then Chris analyzing that I literally oh my god I, I was just, like, chills everywhere. And, like, I know the crowd was going crazy. and But, I mean, honestly, good for Grant, too, by the way. Yeah. For sticking to it and then winning that first game. But it, it was just uh, an amazing event. And, and I think there's just so much to look forward to it and, and build on top of this GWC for next year.
0: Yeah, I, I totally think next year is going to be fun. I mean, I, I do think having it in person is huge. Mm-hmm. Like, having two people, 1v1, like, sitting across from each other gives that, um, you know, I, we talk, we'll talk we talk about it a little later as well, but it gives off that vibe of, like, when you're at home and you're playing against your brother and mm-hmm. it's split screen. You're like, don't look at my screen. Like, you have that intense because you know your character is right or your opponent's right there. It's not virtual online. Like, having it in person was so good. If they do it next year in person, I think it's going to be just as good. Um, the one thing I'm intrigued about is I don't know how they're going to top Montreal in terms of... Montreal knows it's hockey and that kind of stuff. So like we went out for dinner last night yeah. with uh SAP alien and the, the waiter literally knew he was in GWC and asked how he did. And like, I'm like you go to
1: Vegas or like you go to New York. I don't know if you're going to get the same kind of experience. You know what yeah. I mean? No, absolutely, man. I mean, this is like, you know, uh, a lot of people would—I mean, uh, maybe I'm biased because I'm a Leafs fan—but a lot of people would argue that you know this is the center of the hockey universe, you know, right here in Montreal. <laughs> yeah. So it was—I was like taken back by how uh, receptive you know the city of Montreal that has been. It's been absolutely incredible seeing yeah. people walk up to Sap Alien, you know, seeing his GWC jersey and tell him, "Oh yeah, you're competing today, right?" Like I could have never imagined. So that's why you know to echo your point, it's it's absolutely incredible having that event in a place like Montreal. You yeah, just, you simply—it's just can't awesome. Do it.
0: Now the one thing a lot of people have been asking is I mean you know this year was obviously great but how do you how do you improve GWC next year but as well as the format for GWC like what do you see as like those next steps that yeah. the NHL and esports needs to do
1: that, that is a fantastic question and honestly I'm looking back to I believe it was the second year of the GWC back in Vegas mm-hmm. so we had three separate uh, regional LAN tournaments and you know we talk about the significance of having GWCs in person so at the time you had like the US regionals you had the Canadian regionals and, the, and you had the European regionals in each region you had eight players you know competing in person I believe two or three of them would have then made it to the world finals which yeah. at the time took place in Vegas so I think bringing that component of the GWC. Would be absolutely incredible because, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day, we do want a world champion. This is the gaming world championship, right? Yeah. So, obviously, bring those two together. And I think um, we've seen some involvement with the NHL clubs this year, and I think seeing more involvement uh, for next year as well would be absolutely uh, amazing for the players. And I know speaking with Akia Ke- a-, a-, a few weeks ago, he also talked about the significance of getting the more NHL clubs yeah. involved. Um, so, I think that would be a couple of the stuff that I'm most looking forward to.
0: Yeah, and I think that's a great idea with the format. You know, you kind of have that like, world Mm -hmm. final event rather than a North America final event because it was great Regs won but like now people are like well Eki won in Europe Regs won in North America Yeah, are they going to compete against each other who's going to win you know there's still that unanswered question but I think like in terms of I mean you talked about the format but in terms of GWC as a whole too I think a big thing they need to do is they need to anchor it to something like like going on with the NHL, yeah. they've anchored it to the draft this year. So during the stream, they had Shane Wright interviewed. They had um, Matthew Savoir there. There were a couple yeah. other prospects there. That was awesome. Like I turned my head and I'm like, "Yo, Sofia, that's Shane Wright, bro!" Oh like he god. was like yeah. just like ten feet away
1: from us. I, I felt like a little kid. Literally, it's like Shane Wright. I'm like, "Oh my god, it's Shane Wright!" Yeah, and me <laughs> as a Habs fan, I was
0: like, "I'm looking at him. I'm like, please put on that Habs jersey tomorrow." <laughs> but like having it anchored to something like that, or even the
1: NHL awards, I
0: think that'll help kind of like. Tie it together and make it that much yeah. better of an experience yeah. going forward.
1: And and hopefully you know now that uh, you know we're we're starting to, to live uh, to to get by with the whole pandemic situation yeah. and things are starting to open up again. Well, hopefully you know it sounds like we'll be able to have more of that flexibility to organize uh, such uh, or integrate both IRL and NHL with the esports or gaming side of things yeah. is going to be absolutely amazing. And you know uh, I also have one question for you. I mean, uh, what do you think this means for like you know the, the casual fan base who haven't like been exposed like NHL gaming before like what what sort of opportunities do you see there
0: I see like like you know the the common conception is like oh it's NHL GWC it's a competitive tournament you need to be the top players mm-hmm. but like there's ways to attend the event and like to get involved that don't involve being a top player yeah Gray's goal was doing commentating no sleeves is doing commentating you and I are doing an esports podcast we managed to come down here and we're going to interview some of the players a little later you guys will hear that even um like, so, like there were so many people from the community that were there and I mean, obviously, you know, it, it is an expense to kind of go out and stuff, but like just, you know, you kind of say like, what are you hoping this kind of leads to? And I think it just leads to like more of a togetherness and more of yeah. like the community getting together. And this is kind of the one event they can unify by. There are 5,000 people watching it on the stream yeah. last night.
1: Yeah, and, and you know what? I think the big message that I'm taking away from you here is that it's just great for growth yeah. and like connecting with everybody. So I'm really curious to, to hear um, the, thoughts from Grizz and and, uh another special guest the gwc champion himself and uh we'll see what they have to say about that sounds good all right guys we are now pleased to be joined by two fine gentlemen in the NHL esports scene we've got the gwc color analyst we've got griskel here with us and of course we got the 2022 gwc champion from yesterday you got regs84 of course he represented uh lazarus and the new york islanders so guys thank you so much for joining me yeah, today really thanks, thanks for having it. me
2: i appreciate it i was a little, yeah.
0: I was a little offended because when he was mentioning <laughs> you one he kind of pointed at me and i was like are you gonna say something nice <laughs> oh, about <no>. me oh, <laughs> right. and then he shouldn't do the regs and i was like oh no oh, like, like you wish, right. man happy to be here <laughs> appreciate it
1: guys awesome well then uh just have a few questions for you guys and of course yesterday you Match, friend, yet again, third GWC Finals in a row. You guys always go toe-to-toe. Uh, toe-to-toe. It always seems like it's a 50-50 series, but uh, I wanted to get your thoughts. Can you walk us through that entire series?
2: Yeah, you know, even leading up to the Finals, you know, I I talked to my organization about it. Um, I was more nervous watching Gren and Geimer play than I was in my semifinals game. <laughs> I don't know why. I, I think it's because I can't control what happens up there. And, like, people kept asking me, you want Gren or Geimer to win? And it like, like it would be nice to play someone new in the finals. And it would also <laughs> be nice to have that trilogy against Gren. And, um, yeah, sure, sure enough, it was Gren once again. Um, yeah, no, going going into that series, I knew I had to hold him off because he was fresh off a series. I was coming in cold and played for a bit. And he took it to me pretty well for the first I'd say one and a half periods of the game, or two periods of the game. Um And then in the third period, I really started finding my stride. I was able to score three straight to force over time. Um, that a, comeback was insane. Yeah, it was insane. How about the crowd,
3: too? The crowd was so oh, lively during that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that yeah. was wild.
2: Well, I made it 3-1, a little bit of cheering. Made it 3-2. <laughs> and then <laughs> everyone got loud, bro. 3-3, you know, I mean, teach- like... And Sleeve said it, dude. He just, said we might see a tie game here. Yeah, everyone just went up. It was nuts.
1: I literally had the chills up my spine at that moment. Yeah. It, it was incredible.
2: Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, I would love to finish that comeback, but like even losing that game, like being able to do what I did leading up to that, it gave me the confidence. It was like, okay, I like I, I I'm more than capable of taking, yeah, taking these next two, and then, and then really, I, I was able to get up to like early comfortable leads in games two and three. Um, And in this game, it's just so much easier to play on the front foot. Um, You force your opponent to, especially the way I play, just so puck control dominant. Mm -hmm. Like, I force him to, like, make mistakes and chase me to give myself, like, really good looks. Yeah. And I was just able to capitalize on those looks. I actually went out for dinner last night with Grannon, and we talked about, and, like, we talked about how, like, I just made, like, like he told me, I, I was reading like his not just his first and second look, but like his third and fourth. You look. knew what he was gonna do. Yeah. yeah. No, I I completely like not changed the way I play, but you like, did. I you did. shot the puck for the first time. I, 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 <laughs> I, started, shooting, to us, I started shooting probably. the puck. Anytime he had like full possession of the puck, I was just player switching, dropping guys back. Yeah. Whenever McDavid, McDavid was on the ice. Like, puck could be in the right corner. McDavid's on the left. I'm skating stride for stride with McDavid because... You know how good he is. I know how good he is. That's... You know, I told myself, like, if I lose to Grant, I lose to Grant. I'm not letting this McDavid card be the reason why I'm losing yeah. to him, though. And Well, so with the low pad shots, was that a shekel thing? Like, the, the decision-making? We talked about that prior to your games. That was, that was a shekel thing. I knew I had to make a change and, like watching the success of fear and like <laughs> especially junior pens has had with it i i knew because of how worried people are of my high slot one-timers and stuff that i would leave one-on-ones at the net yeah mm-hmm. um and at that point they're 50 50 pucks so fear <laughs> went full-blown junior pens in the ihf oh, tournament dude, dude i was oh, yeah. gonna
1: say like him and i you know we're, we're teammates in the double ihf tournament so we were talking about like some gameplay and stuff and like i screwed him and this guy yeah, I can't remember one, one screen, he scored like four rebound goals on me. And I was like, Regs, where is this coming from? <laughs> <laughs> so I, was Keep you here. I was like, damn, okay. But no, that, that was great. And Grizz what, uh, what what are your thoughts about, uh, from, from an analyst perspective, uh, covering that series?
3: It was awesome. Anytime Regs and Gren have the opportunity to play. And that was one of my first 1v1 biggies that I got to call back in 2021 with the Cell Challenge when I first started. I got to call that and that was an instant classic as well these guys always go to game three mm-hmm. and to watch them push one another is just unbelievable like they go to new heights like i call them uh like goku and vegeta <laughs> like go on uh, our walk over here and it's just it's always a pleasure to watch that series and watch who can get the best of one another and uh the trilogy
2: now finally complete
3: time to start a new one yeah
2: yeah no, absolutely and like just going back to the rebound shots, I was screaming Grant 30 minutes before. Mm-hmm. Geimer was on my right, Jost was on the left. I took a pad shot with Kucherov and scored on it. Tape-to-tape activates oh, wow. off a pad shot. That's so it, interesting. It ran so down. it speeds it up. So oh, yeah. wow. yeah. wow. 30 okay. minutes before, we looked at each other, we went, oh no. Wow. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah. no. Dude. And sure enough, I scored it against Joe's. Shot with Kucherov, with JT Miller Cash. And the, the tape to tape did pop up, T- You're T- right. T- 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 dude, T- I T- remember. T- oh my goodness, that 30 dude. 30 minutes before we played. So, like, yesterday felt like one of those days where, like, stuff was just aligning.
1: Yeah. I know you and I we were talking about this. It's like the, the one thing that I'm so impressed with players like Rex and Grant is, like, their attention to to the small details and understanding yeah. the nuances in the game. The mechanics.
0: Yeah. There were so many times, like, th- this was my first GWC live, right? And first one I really watched. But there were so many times where I was like, I would I wouldn't even think to make that pass or I wouldn't even think to take that shot. But you guys are just finding these like small little things that like the average player isn't going to think they're about two but, like, or three plays ahead. Exactly, like they're thinking so far ahead. Yeah. It's like they're passing when a player's not there. And as I'm saying, there's nobody there. It's in the back of the yeah head. I'm like, into the open can- space. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, where'd that guy come from? It's insane. They're yeah. they're making
3: one pass with two passes in mind. It's unbelievable. Exactly. It's
0: it's insane how good these guys are. But so regs, I mean, you know, I believe this was this was last year's GWC was. Virtual, right? Yes, it was. So this was the first one back, you know, in person. We talked about how amazing the crowd was and, you know, that epic comeback and how loud everyone got did this GWC mean something a little extra, you know, because of the crowd? It was the first, you know, one in person back being in Montreal too. I think it's kind of, you know, I don't know about you guys, but there were like, we we went with SAP last night and there was a waiter asking about how he did at the GWC. And we were like,
1: he approached SAP Alien. And he's like, hey, your jersey, you played today? Dude, that is awesome. And it's like,
0: you wouldn't get that in any other, like, you know, no no disrespect. Like you go to Vegas, you wouldn't get that.
3: Before you answer, Sleeves was walking down the street yesterday and this random dude with his wife is like, Hey, you're no sleeves. Like wow. you saved my hut team. <laughs> That's and it was like amazing. it was unbelievable. And then again at the hotel, this dude walks up. He's like, "Dude, your sleeves. I love your videos." And wow. I was just sitting here. I was like, "This is unbelievable." Well,
2: yeah. Like the Quebec, um, the amount of Quebec players that play NHL is so high. Yeah. Which makes Montreal such a great hub city for it. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw like so many, um, so, so many of the Quebec community from NHL come out yeah. to support um, everyone that was there, and you know just. Um, as you previously mentioned, like the opportunity of playing under that crowd and it meaning more. It definitely meant more um, you know, um, just I said it in my interviews, whether you were supporting for me, I was mm-hmm. riding off that momentum. Yeah. What whether you were chirping me up on that stage, yeah. I was riding off of that. Yeah. Um and yeah, no, it definitely meant more, Um, especially when I got to game three, losing last year to Grand, I sort of told myself, like, I have a second opportunity, I'm not going to let it slip twice. Yeah. You that's hate losing amazing. more than you like winning, I remember I you told I me hate. that. I, I hate losing that's, more that's than I like That's absolutely
0: incredible, and like, the for a first time experience, or for me, like, I was, I was talking to like some of the other guys that were there, and I was just like, this feels like a real hockey game, like, having two guys in front of each other face-to-face. I know you had the monitors in the way, but it reminds you of that, like, you know, when you were younger and you're on the split screen and you're playing against your, you know, brother, you're playing against your friend and it's that intensity. Like the entire crowd was Don't look at my screen. Literally, like it was intense. Like you could feel like the energy in the crowd. So yeah, it was awesome. But um, I mean, Regs, I mean, you went out last night, didn't you? Yeah no. <laughs> okay. No, no. How much of the twenty six
2: grand did you spend? No, not a whole lot. Not a whole <laughs> lot. I, the smart man. No, smart yeah. money. Yeah, yeah no. I, I'm I, I'm really smart with my money, but yeah. um yeah no. Just getting like it's 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 rare that um all of us get to be in one place at the same time. Yeah. So um you know just being able to celebrate with everyone um you know it was incredible. Everyone had such such a fun time last night. Um, there's gonna be stories that we can remember for the rest of our lives. But you can't tell
0: anyone. Those stories aren't going to be on here. We're saying fine but No, that. no, th- these are personal stories. <laughs> <letters. laughs> but so moving on to the money, I mean, I know, you know, Safir said you're pretty smart with money and, you know, during your interviews after winning it sounded like you were, but, like, what plans, you know, what do you want to do with that? Like, are you planning on saving it? Are you going to use it towards paying off stuff? Like, what's your plans with that?
2: Um. Yeah, so, um, it... Like lots lots and lots of it's gonna go into my savings. Um I'm going in my fourth year as an yeah. accounting major at Lakehead University. Um nice. so I got one more year of that that's gonna help pay off that and then I'm twenty one now, um, so I'm um pondering the idea of like really starting to save money for, for my own place at yeah. some point in, in the future. So um yeah, no, having having that extra cushioning now, um, is definitely gonna go a long way towards that. Yeah, totally understand what well, that makes sense. Yeah.
1: That's absolutely amazing man and uh, obviously like you've done incredible things in the NHL esports scene and you're also doing really well with school and, and everything. You, you obviously have a very bright future and we're really excited to see uh, how you do in, in the coming years. Now, um, of course, you are the North American GWC champion across the pond, as you said, John Wayne says. Uh, across the got, pond. <laughs> yep. You got IKEA as the European champion. And uh, there are some rumors floating around that we might actually have a World of Finals tournament between you two. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
2: Yeah. So um, back even before the EU finals were played, um, Jordan, who um, is our esports strategist and like runs um, the Isles gaming team and... Um, it's like the head for our, our Islanders UWC. Um, he said if Eki and Regs find a way to win their respective European and North American championships, that um, he's going to do everything in his power to get us out to um, the UBS Arena in New York uh, to to determine a um, unofficial world champion. And um, you know you know, that opportunity would be incredible, um, you know, Eki is a phenomenal player, but all those of you guys, they all put on the great show, um, as, as do we, um, but yeah, no, um, that series, that series would be super special, um, you know, I wouldn't be just playing for Isles, but I'd be playing for all of North America. Um, that's right. Um, you need an Islander super belt. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I told on that. We need, you right You each have the normal yeah. one. We need, like, the old WWE belt that spins <laughs> Yeah, the <that's laughs> spinner. Right. The little spinner. Like, I think that would be awesome. But, yeah, oh, no, um, yeah no, if that opportunity does um, come up, it's something that I'm definitely going to make sure I'm there
1: for. And, yeah. That's awesome. That's absolutely amazing. Now I'm going to put the pressure on you, Briscoll. How
3: do you think that series will go down oh man <laughs> all right so the the thing i i believe regs would take the series i think it would go to a decisive game five should they do a five game series um obviously nobody has more experience than these two both of them the best of their respective regions i think that the competition overall is a little higher in north america Uh, EU still skill zones far more and they play very passive where North America extremely aggressive this year with the poke check and the mechanics the in-game mechanics I think that'll give Regs the edge in a head-to-head series but that's why you gotta play the game you never know. We gotta find the answer
1: to this now. Like this needs to happen. Oh, I just, I just. <laughs> I've got good feelings about it, man. When I think about like the past tournaments, i about Caps gaming in the first season. You know, it was like a matchup between NA and EU, and it was just absolutely incredible. And obviously, it would be nothing less with that series. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, now, Grace, focusing in on you a little bit, um, I, I know you have a, a, an amazing story getting involved in esports broadcasting. So, can you tell us a little bit about your story?
3: Yeah, so it goes back to April of 2021, and. Honestly, it was kind of an accident. So I'm friends with Davos, who's been a pioneer in in the broadcasting space, uh, especially with LG. And uh, LG promotes what's called Can-Am. It's the best Canadian players versus the best American players. They play for a virtual gold medal. And Davos was calling that and they needed a color guy. My history with Davos, we played in the AHL together and he would call my games and I thought it was the coolest thing. So when he was playing goalie, he'd call our games and he'd you know, call my goals and say, grid scores! And I was like, dude, that is so cool. Like, wow. I wish I could do that one day. And the opportunity arose to work alongside him. So I sent him a message on Discord. I said, hey, man, you need a color guy for the finals or for Can-Am. I'd love to check it out. He put in a message to Triss and Tris said, yeah, let's do it. So then we did Can-Am and some of the players started reaching out to me and they said, hey, man, like you actually have great knowledge of the yeah. game and you see things that other guys might not see. You should consider doing this a little more. And that's when... Tris linked me up with Stinger from CBJ Gaming to also, once again, work alongside Davos. And when that happened, we started doing the CBJ Gaming events and I started getting a little more confidence. I started learning the ways of broadcasting, um, started watching a lot more and how I could improve myself. And at the beginning, you know, I, I think I personally was terrible mm-hmm. and I would go back and watch my VODs and I'd be like, okay, this is what I did wrong. This is what I could do better next time, and I basically recall the game to see what I could improve on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I reached out to No Sleeves, and I'm I'm a big No Sleeves supporter, big No Sleeves mm-hmm. fan. Going back to 2018, I followed him for a long time. When I first started LG in the CHL, when I first started that, I looked up his 6v6 videos on how to get better, and he had a ton of videos with interviews of some of the top players back then, and uh, that kind of like spoke to me and and helped me get a lot better at 6v6. Obviously, not very good. I I can't hold a candle to any of you guys in the room. but uh, So then I reached out to him one day just in his stream. The Kings Coast Cup was going on, the first one. And I said, hey, do you need a a color guy for the finals? And he said, yeah, let's do it. Like, I don't have a guy lined up. So we did that. And when we did that, we hit it off. That was my best broadcast to date. It was so much fun. And after that, Slings pulled me aside and he said, dude, like, have you ever tried play-by-play? And I was like, no, I'm terrified. Mm -hmm. I do not want anything to do with Mm play-by-play. You guys are insane like, I like my little corner over here just waiting in between the whistles. <laughs> yeah. um, and he's like, dude, like, if you start doing play-by-play, your insight to the game and your knowledge and your friendship that you have with the players, I might be able to help you get into some events. And I was like, okay, I'll give it a try. I, I reached out to Hendry of Entourage at the time. And I was like, hey, man, like, do you stream your games? And can I cover you guys on my own channel? And he said, yeah, like, sure, why not? So I started doing that. Again, awful. I was so bad at play-by-play when I first started that I wanted to stop doing it. And I was doing it in front of, like, my two viewers, and through doing Kings Coast Cup, that got me the opportunity to work with the Bolts, because they had the same, yeah, they had the same representation with uh, Rare Drop, Mm -hmm. and that's when I met Jeremiah Woodward, who brought me on for that, and that's kind of what changed, changed the game for me, and I talked about covering Rags and Gren in the finals of the 2021 Bolts Child Challenge. That was my first, like, biggies, and again, best broadcast to date, so you're starting to see, you know, the further I get, the the better I'm starting to get and the more confidence I start to feel. And that's really when everything changed. When I when I did that event, that's when kind of the ball started really rolling and I just continued getting more and more and more events. I did a couple more CBJ events. They brought us down. Stinger brought us down to watch a game with Nasher and Sleeves and Davos and Junior Pens. And I got to meet all those guys. And after that, I had talked to Sleeves. Sleeves said that he had something with the Islanders going on. So I said, hey man, like if you need a guy, can you put in a word to Jordan for me? And he did And then Jordan hits me up and he was like, hey, we're looking for a second voice on the IGT circuit. We're also looking for someone to cover Isles GT and these other events. So Caps Gaming was really the only event I wasn't officially a part of this year in in eSports. And something cool about that was I still was involved because I was calling Isles GT. That's right. And it's been awesome. And Jordan reached out to me. And when he reached out to me, he said, dude, I keep hearing your name when we talk about who to bring in for broadcasters. All the players vouched for me which was unbelievable. Other guys that are involved in the scene vouch for me, which honestly it, it means the world. <laughs> so I've been doing that a lot. And then the sharks came walking in as well. And the sharks event was just unbelievable. Was unreal. So Thanks. we got to do that event alongside Davos, alongside Nico sleeves as well. And the sharks flew us out to call a game live from the SAP center during a sharks game. And doing that was like insane. So they, they didn't fly all the players out because the LAN had been canceled due to COVID. Yeah, right. But as of April of this year, the restrictions kind of went away in California. Yeah. So they were like, well, we can send the broadcasters. We can set that up nice and easy. And that was a self-produced event. So we had to bring our mics and our laptops and all that. So that was a little bit tricky. Yeah. But the experience was just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And then I also got to do, even before that, I kind of missed I missed a step. I got to do my first LAN event, the Bolt's Shell Challenge. And oh, yeah. that was special. And again, one of my best broadcasts today, and I was play-by-play for that, sleeves alongside me as, as host and color commentator. And getting to do an event live, there, there wasn't that many uh, attendees because it was back in February, COVID, you know, all that right. stuff. There was a couple I got to meet, Benny, and uh, I got to meet OTB, a couple other guys as well. And that was cool. I got to meet the EU guys. Yeah. I got to meet Hansu and Eki. And those guys are some of the most humble jumbo <laughs> like jumbo giants you'll ever see. Mm-hmm. Just yeah awesome people and their insight, just talking to them, the way they view the game was amazing. So that was my first LAN experience. So now I have that under my belt and we just keep chugging along. So now I've done two live events and then while in San Jose, I get a call from Chris Gallier, who's the VP in the NHL and and handles the GWC stuff. And I got the call that I was going to be on the GWC broadcast. And that was life changing. Like I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like literally one year into my broadcast career, I get told that I'm going to be on GWC. Shout out to Nasher and Arda for being too busy and allowing me <laughs> the opportunity. And then we start doing GWC with Carlin and Sleeves, and just every week we just we get better and better, and we get more confidence, more chemistry, yeah. and we really started rolling. And GWC has just been so changing for me. I've gotten to meet a lot of really cool people, and then during the course of GWC, I got to go to Game Six of the Stanley Cup Final. To watch my abs lift the cup. And that was because of eSports Broadcasting. My connection with the Bolts. Jeremiah That's Woodward, really. I talked about it. And I got tickets to go to the game. So all I had to do was pay for my travel to get there from Alabama. And, man. That's awesome. That was a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Yeah. I also got to go to Europe and the Netherlands for GWC. Yeah. And then now we're here in Montreal where we're going to go to the draft tonight. Yeah. And, like, it's just, it's spiraled out of control. And there's, like, I never in my life would have imagined that me broadcasting NHL eSports for fun would have turned into this.
1: Yeah,
2: So a question I have for you is that as a player um, playing under that environment, us players are riding off the momentum of the crowd. Is it the same for you as a broadcaster? Absolutely. So So hearing
3: them get excited... I get excited right. because they're excited mm. and you can hear it in my tone of voice. I hope you guys heard it at least yeah, yesterday. No, it is. Like That's when 100%. when talking about like when Reg's tied I was like, and he ties the game or whatever whatever the call was. And obviously I write off the of sleeves probably more than anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, because when he's getting excited, especially as like a uh, play-by-play guy. Yeah. So when he's calling that goal and when he gets excited, then I know I gotta lift my game up dude, a little bit dude, Because yeah. I'm talking like,
1: next. Like I said when Rex scored that goal man, like your voices were coming through the speakers as well like hearing you know the call from Cam hearing you as well go go over it and it's just like the chills that went out my spine It was just such such an incredible moment. And that's why I love like live land events It's just amazing. And that's
0: different from like actual hockey because you just hear the goal horn and everyone yeah. cheering but you have like these announcers with you like Lifting you up a little bit extra. That's why it was such an awesome experience, like you said. But so, Grizz, you, you kind of talked a bit about you know you had a bit of struggles early on, and you know there was a point where you were like, man, like this is I don't want to do this. This is because it's tough to do play it by play. Tall, like it's man. I it's tried so doing it like at home. I like follow for ten seconds, and I'm like I don't know who that guy is. I I, I <laughs> give up. I'm done. So you know who kind of inspired you and helped you. I mean, you mentioned some names, but who helped you kind of you know keep going forward when times got tough? But as well, who kind of inspired you to kind of you know just get this whole thing going so to
3: speak well it, it it's a loaded question because yeah. there. i mean i i've talked to safir about this and i take no credit for where i'm at mm. i mean the, the reason i'm here is because of all of those that have supported me along the way and have given me advice and uh people that have talked down and people that say hey you can work on this hey you suck or hey you're amazing like yeah. all of that is a combination of, of why i'm here right now and uh, it starts with my dad. So, like, there's nobody that loves me more in this world than my dad. And he shows up to every single stream. His Twitch name is Dad and uh, he's always in there root (laughs) me on and he loves it more than anything so he pushes me to be the best version of myself i'm not here wanting to be the number one overall broadcaster i want to be the best version of myself and there's a lot of people along the way that have helped me get there and again it starts with my father and then you look alongside no sleeves i mean no sleeves has dragged me from the abyss up to GWC and, and there's nobody that I could probably thank more for my opportunities than him and his word, him vouching for me again to Jordan. Yeah. I, had, I had messaged Jordan on Twitter and I got ego, but then he answers me because sleeves put in a voucher. And so definitely uh, one of my you know biggest supporters and biggest assets has been no sleeves and uh, not just his word, but his guidance. His uh, veteran presence in the space, he's helped me a lot in, in what to say, how to act, what to do in certain situations, and how to get different opportunities for myself and just become a better person overall. And I think the, the biggest thing he's helped me with is networking. Yeah. And every single person you meet is a chance at a friendship. And that friendship can have opportunities that benefit both parties. Yeah. Whether it's simply offering friendship to one another and saying, Hey man, let's go grab a beer. Like it can be as simple as that, mm-hmm. or it can be, Hey, let's go business oriented and see what we can build together. Yeah. Um, so he's definitely taught me that. And then there's a lot of players and staff members that have helped me lead gaming, gave me my first opportunity in Davos. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of players, Sapphire, Regs, you guys have both helped me a lot. Junior, Pens. anybody that's given me advice. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is such a long list. Yeah. All the, all the people that I've worked for, uh, you know, Bolts Gaming, I, I talked to Caps Gaming a lot as well, and I didn't work an event for them, but they've helped me get to where I am too. And uh, Stinger from CBJ Gaming gave me my first real opportunity to work for like an NHL organization, and he obviously helped me connect with Nasher, who then Nasher and Arda, like the big two, they're a huge yeah. reason why I got to GWC this year, and not just because their their lack of appearance, but every time I've ever messaged Arda for advice or anything, just to say hi. He's always answered. And Nastra the same. Yeah. Like, meeting Nastra in person, one of the most genuine human beings you could see, and then Arda finds a different gear of genuine, and yeah. it's just those two guys have been in my corner the whole way, and it's very cool to see them kind of give a nod to someone that's as small as I am, yeah. and have them still have the respect and want you to succeed. And I know I'm missing so many names. Like, I, I honestly... It's hard because there's so many people. We could be here for the whole time. Like, there's so many broadcasters. Like, when I got into this, um, just all the casters in the space, I talked about Nico and F5 and Davos, of course, and just everybody that I've gotten to work alongside... It's been humbling, to say the least. Oh, yeah, I know. And Carlin's
1: been a huge Carlin
3: has him. been unbelievable. She is a ball of energy. Yeah, that, yeah she Like is. When you are around her, you are immediately lifted up because she oh, is yeah. so high octane. Yeah. And, you know, I already talked about Regs, but Gren as well. And, honestly, everybody in the top eight, mm-hmm. they all answer my questions all the time. Polgs, Polgs is one has become one of my best friends. I talk to him every single day. Mm-hmm. I, hope, I hope he feels the same. But, uh, no, like, it's just. I I really wish I could go down the line. And if I missed you, I apologize, but just know that I have not done this alone and I will never take credit for where I am because I know there's so many people that have said something nice or said something terrible that have pushed me to become better. And so many people have just been friends to me. Mm -hmm. And it's nice to have people to talk about NHL esports with. I mean, you guys, like you're doing this and this is incredible. Mm -hmm. Safir, with all your GWC interviews, that helped me more than almost anything in my preparation as a color analyst and it's nice to see you kind of break out of your mold and and we talked about this a lot over there over the last couple months and it's, you know, it's an honor, man, to be here.
1: Yeah, no, I, I have to say, man, uh, in regards to like, our uh, many conversations about this, like, I know you talk about your inspirations and you, you gave a shout out to all the, the names very deserving. I did forget Jordan. <laughs> <Right>. Jordan <laughs> has been <laughs> awesome. Uh, I know I have to mention him. I do have to say, though, I feel like my biggest source of inspiration now as I'm getting into con creation is definitely you. Uh, yeah, wow. uh, de- definitely you. And that I. is humbling. I, I definitely look up to other people as well. Like, you mentioned Osley's office. Obviously, like yeah. the, the work I think, uh, I think that he's put in over the last uh, several years. But you know how I was as, as a person, very reserved and all that, and very uh, timid and stuff like that. So I feel like you helped me a lot break out of my shell and also see the confidence in myself and also my uh, ability to, to do this sort of stuff. So, obviously, big shout out to you. And uh, I also want to shout out the eight the players as well. I mean, without them, you know, not, you know, making there's the nothing to call, yeah. Yeah, the other players. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, shout out to, to just the NHL community. Just, uh, it's amazing when, when people are just so open about it yeah. and also. Yeah. Yeah, just, it's, it's been awesome.
0: Yeah, totally agree. But uh, just one final question for both of you. Um, so this was my this was my first kind of dabble into esports. I mean, you know, you always pay attention. You know GWC is going on. But, you know, when I got asked, you know, Tasha Safira about starting this podcast and stuff, and then I was like, you know what? Like, this seems awesome. And then, you know, just attending GWC, I cannot describe how good this experience has been. But there's going to be people who are seeing this podcast, who see GWC highlights and all this kind of stuff. And they're like, hey, like NHL esports, like, I want to get involved in that. What would you guys give, I mean, you know, as a competitive player, but then also as an analyst and like a commentator, and that kind of stuff, what kind of advice would you give to people who are tr- like, hey, maybe I want to get into esports, whether I want to compete in GWC, whether I want to get involved and maybe, you know, try and become a broadcaster or something. What would you say to those kind of people?
2: Um, yeah. So from a player's perspective, I think the biggest thing is involving yourself in the community in some way, yeah. um, Chris talked about making connections and even as a player, connections are extremely important. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to get to a place where the eight of us were, um, you know, it's more than connections, lots of it is skill. Yeah. But it started from connections. It started mm-hmm. you know, um I started my competitive playing NHL seventeen, NHL eighteen. Um, you know, I I saw I started playing guys like Grand Josh Fearless and they were destroying me. Yeah. Like they were so much better than me at that time. Mm-hmm. But like me getting beat up by them like taught me so much. Yeah. And, you know, in, in my head, it's like, okay, these guys are the best at what they do. Mm-hmm. How do I do this? And then how do I elevate that to the next step to where I do this better than they can do it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So I, you definitely learn so much from people who are better than you at the game. Um. And as I mentioned, involving yourself in the community, League Gaming is a great platform for that. Um. You know, it's... It's a platform where NHL players can meet each other, uh, party up, play 3v3, 6v6, or even if you just want to play 1v1 against a guy to it, see where you're at, you're able to do that, and it's catered to all skill levels. You know, you have your best of the best in the NHL, you have your mid-tier in DHL, and you have your newcomers who are, you know, learning the game yeah. or, you know, not quite there yet in the CHL, so, um, you know, it's a great platform. Um very welcoming and you know um everyone has their own spot and is an important piece of this entire process which Mm -hmm. you know um in result gives us these incredible events like the gwc that that's ran by the nhl and opportunities for you know us to attend events like the nhl draft
0: Mm -hmm. yeah it's incredible and like even you mentioned the connections thing like i think that's so huge and it's not about you know going out there and being like, I want to make a connection. It's like building those friendships and just like getting to know people as well. It's so, it's so valuable. And Grizz, I'll pass it over to you. What do you think about that
3: question? So I think everybody gets to a point where they realize no matter what they do, they might not be good enough to compete at that elite tier. Yeah. Uh, like- and <laughs> I, I wish that maybe, maybe, I could have played esports <laughs> once or twice, but it wasn't realistic and it was never going to happen, but yeah. I love the game so much. And my biggest advice is take inspiration from everywhere. And that's what I've done. Mm -hmm. Go back and watch your bots. So take inspiration from yourself. That is number one. You are going to be your biggest critic. And that's okay because that is how you push your own ceiling and break through your own ceiling. And I've done that time after time again, watching myself, you know, this is terrible. What can I do better? And then I'll go watch a a real NHL game and I'll watch some of my favorite broadcasters and I'll say, hey, that was a cool phrase. I'm going to add that into my broadcast the next time. And it's not just the NHL. I go watch baseball. And I'm not really a big baseball fan, but there's ways that they talk about certain plays that relate to the NHL, the NFL, same thing, NBA. Take inspiration from every sport. Take inspiration from your favorite broadcasters, even esports broadcasters. I'll watch, like I said, Davos, F5, King Lime. There's things that they all do so different that they all do well, mm-hmm. that you can kind of morph into your own personality. And that's what I've really tried to do. Take inspiration from everything around me, from my friends, from the competitors, from Jordan, like guys like that. I ask everybody for advice. Mm-hmm. And it's not just the players, hey, what would you do in this situation? Uh, you know, if you're on a two-on-one and he attacks the puck aggressively, are you making a pass over? Are you spinning inside? What would you do? So that way I can start to anticipate what players might want to do and then vice versa from from people like Jordan that are esports strategists, hey, how would you call this? How would you like to hear this? Mm-hmm. And then you also talk to fans, players that maybe kept the casual guys that just really enjoy watching the broadcast. Hey, well, I don't really like when you say, Oh, a player should have done this. I've been told that a couple times where, uh, and I've tried to, to take that out of my game where you're like, Oh, well he had a guy open back door. He should have passed it. So I've, I've tried to take that out of my game a little bit. A couple guys, um, have told me that it's not really good to do that. Right. So I, I've really tried to relax it. There's, there's definitely times where, like, if a guy's wide open and they clearly made the wrong play, I, I have to analyze the game. Yeah. But I don't have to really harp on the negative aspects. As a right. neutral broadcaster, you have to talk an uplift. So like in yesterday's game, when, when you got up four goals, it's, well, Gren could still come back. It's not, mm-hmm. oh, this game's so done. And honestly, yeah, a player like Ren could could've could've come never back. Over. Yeah, yeah, it's never over. I mean, you right. locked them down, but like that could have happened. Yeah,
0: nothing's impossible. Yeah, nothing
3: is wow. impossible in esports, especially when it's two elite players. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, inspiration, networking. Don't be afraid to push yourself, mm-hmm. and don't be afraid to fall flat on your face. I've had some very, very bad calls and very bad broadcasts. And what I do is I go back and watch my VOD and I look at what I can do better the next time. And you continuously improve and push yourself to the next level. I really like that, and I think one point you added there is like at the beginning, you were like, listen,
0: some of us get to a point where it's like, you know, these two are gonna compete in IHF, you and me are like, no, we're we're yeah. not going to do that. Uh, like even even yesterday, like I was up there and I was like, "Man, it'd be cool to win GWC." And then immediately I was like, "I I can't even get like top and, 2000 And, and hot you
1: were champs. momentarily saying how you're going to be winning. I was, I was next like, year. <laughs> I,
0: I said like, you know, Sapphire's going to be at GWC next year. My
3: goal is to like win what like the very first qualifier, <laughs> yeah. like, just win one
1: game or something. Yeah.
3: Well, it's one thing to to try to get to that level. <laughs> yeah. But some people have it, some people don't. Yeah. And I'm not saying you shouldn't try. You if if you are interested, in competing at a high level, put yourself in a position to learn from the best, watch what they do, become friends with the best so they can help you get better. But sometimes you just don't get better. And that, that was my case. I didn't have enough time to play. I didn't have the thumb skill. My thumbs just don't work the right way. And I recognize that I tried to get better. I didn't, I didn't have what it took to compete at that level. And that was okay. Exactly. And I accepted it. And then I fell in love with broadcasting.
0: And you found a way to get into this esports thing you love.
3: But it's not like, I think
0: that's the thing is everyone's like, I got to be top 10. I got to be top eight. I got to be top 16. It's like, no, there's other ways of getting
3: involved. that Become the best you can be so that you enjoy it. Yeah.
0: yeah.
3: And then if it doesn't work, find something else while still competing at your level of enjoyment. Exactly. Uh, the biggest thing is enjoy what you do. Yeah. So Regs, he hates losing. That's his biggest drive. Yeah. He does not. He, he hates losing so much. That pushes him to win the big ones yeah and that is just like unbelievable
1: i, I will say that the take the, the take-home message that i'm gathering from you is that there's space for everybody to get involved absolutely right? so whether it's from a player's perspective or a creative content a creation uh, perspective so I, I obviously really appreciate that and then hopefully it inspires other people i do have involved.
3: one more thought and it doesn't even have to just be broadcasting to get involved i mean yeah. look at this you guys are doing an esports podcast yeah. like how sweet is that yeah, exactly. it doesn't have to be playing it doesn't have to be yeah, broadcasting you can just make content and talk to people and make friends. Yeah. Exactly. Like that is what this is all yeah. about. Two
0: months ago, I was like, you know, me and my girlfriend wanted to go to the draft and then we we're like, no. And then
2: now I'm here Look at that. Hours before the draft doing a podcast with awesome people. Like yeah. it, it, there's ways to make it work. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, you could be, you could be a one-v-one player. You could be a three-v-three player, six-v-six right. player. Or you can be all of them. Like, Broadcaster. <laughs> Broadcaster. <laughs> Broadcaster. <laughs> Analysis. You could do hot card reviews. Yeah.
3: That's right. You yeah. know, like the possible. You can just rip hacks like thrash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he's awesome at doing that. He's That's amazing. He's at. He, he's the it. Best. he yeah. does a great job at it. Yeah, and, he does.
2: And there is so many different routes to take to get to the same spot. Yeah. You won't be doing the same thing, but you're going to be at that same level. Can't yeah.
3: be afraid to fall on your face. Like you said.
0: Yeah, that was amazing. But um, listen, guys, like, you know, on behalf of me and Severe, like, thank you guys so much for doing this. Really do appreciate it. It was a pleasure as always. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was so awesome, <laughs> honestly. Like, we're looking forward, you know, thank you again. We're looking forward to, uh, you know, maybe down the road or Pats will cross next year, GWC. Hope so. The same so. hotel, maybe. <laughs> I don't know awesome hotel. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, appreciate it. Thank you
2: guys. Thank you guys so you. much. Yeah. That this, um, this is the first podcast I've ever done. And, um, you know, it's just so much fun just getting to talk to you guys and, like, you know, just... Getting into the mind of you and like, you know, the way you saw the event and then obviously you being like a high end professional player yourself, um, you know, like, even though we are like at the same level, our outlooks are completely Mm -hmm. different. So like, I'm able to take I'm sure you're able to take away something from the way I think. and I know I'm able to take something away from the way you think. Yeah, learn from everyone. Yeah, awesome.
1: yeah thank you guys uh, thank you so much yeah very uh, uh encouraging words obviously I appreciate it uh and obviously i learned a lot from all three of you guys so it's been a real pleasure thank you again for joining me and yeah till next time yeah. well folks i think that concludes the end of our first episode yep. obviously the nhl podcast under the hockey news i want to thank all of you for tuning in i want to thank you Rahel for uh, doing this with me today.
0: Yeah, thank you again, Savir. And you guys, honestly, like for the first episode, shout out to Grizz and Regs as well, who helped mm-hmm. out with the interviews. They were fantastic as well. Thank you guys for watching. I mean, you know, let us know the feedback if you guys love it or not. We're really excited about, you know, pushing this going forward and just, you know, kind of combining that eSports, but like, you know, still talking about hockey because yeah. we all love hockey. That's why exactly. we play We play Chell. So thank you guys for listening and watching. And uh, yeah, take care, guys. Yeah. Till next time.